This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything that you want. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com and enjoy the various features you'll find there uh, completely free. freetalklive.com. In fact, you get to control the content on the website all you have to do is visit freetalklive.com and then submit things to it. So if you find something online that you think is interesting and you want to share it with the rest of our listeners, you just submit it as show prep there at freetalklive.com. And then other listeners will vote as to whether or not they like or dislike your suggestion. The most liked, make it to the front page and the top of the website, freetalklive.com. And joining you this evening, it's Ian and Julia. And uh, let's see. By the way, Mark is uh, out for this week, for most of the week. I guess he'll be back later on. I think he's gone down to Florida to spend some time with the family or something like that. So uh, we'll be here to take your calls, 855-450-FREE. In the news, big news today, uh, not just uh, the Liberty Movement news, but just across the country, Representative, or excuse me, Senator Rand Paul has been detained at the airport by the Transportation Security Administration, the TSA. Uh, According to the news, the White House has taken sides with the TSA. They're standing by the TSA and its standoff with Senator Rand Paul and his father, Ron Paul. The elder Paul called the TSA a police state today after Rand Paul was reportedly detained by the TSA after he refused to take a pat-down from TSA officials at the Nashville International Airport. White House Press Secretary Jay Carney said that he didn't have any reaction to Paul's police state comments. But Carney did side with the TSA, saying that, I think it's absolutely essential that we take necessary actions to ensure that air travel is safe. Which, of course, presumes that the TSA is doing something to actually keep air travel safe in the first place. When, in point of fact, their own studies, their own tests uh, have shown that they're you know, their TSA agents just aren't catching things. The TSA testing itself results in TSA failing. So what happens if somebody who actually is interested in getting things through the TSA attempts this? What I forget what the percentage is. I, I remember some of the studies that you're referencing, and it was something like, wasn't it like 80% or something really high? 80% of bombs, I've, I've fake heard it bombs? Differently, just depending on... There were some of them that I guess the, the last reported one was several years ago, so they haven't been reporting the statistics last I heard for a few years, which probably means they're not doing so well. If they're not if they're not reporting it, uh, they may be doing worse than before. Who knows? I've heard anywhere from sixty to eighty percent, ninety percent. It just depends on the the report. Uh, but generally, it's a failing grade for the TSA in in their own uh, studies. So, no, they're not really doing anything to make sure that air travel is safe, but they are certainly doing things to inconvenience people and to expand the size of their bureaucracy. Uh, Let me go on here. Ron Paul, who is, of course, one of the four remaining Republican candidates for president, disagreed on Monday afternoon. He said after he confirmed the incident involving his son on his Twitter page that it showed why the TSA should be eliminated. He said the police state in this country is growing out of control. One of the ultimate embodiments of this is the TSA that gropes and grabs our children, our seniors, and our loved ones and neighbors with disabilities, he continued. The TSA does all of this while doing nothing to keep us safe. That's why my plan to restore America 
in addition to cutting $1 trillion in the first year, will also eliminate the TSA. And the TSA, of course, has defended its treatment of Rand Paul, saying its employees in Nashville followed its normal procedure with the senator, who has often sharply criticized the agency's pat-downs before he refused one Monday morning. Bureaucrats wrote in a statement, When an irregularity is found during the TSA screening process, it must be resolved prior to allowing a passenger to proceed to the secure area of the airport. Passengers who refuse to complete the screening process cannot be granted access to the secure area in order to ensure the safety of others traveling. U.S. security officials denied that Rand Paul was held by the agency. Instead, they said the senator was escorted out of the security area after his refusal to accept a pat-down after his trip through one of the agency's X-ray machines caused issues. Now, that's interesting because, as I recall, the last time I heard, they they told folks that if they didn't complete the security procedure, that they would be arrested. I remember that. Yeah. Back when the body scanners were hot news. Right. I guess they decided they didn't want to arrest Rand Paul in this particular case. But that was the old line was if you don't do one or the other, if you don't go through the body scanner or you don't complete the other option, which is getting the pat down, then you will be detained permanently or arrested or charged with some sort of uh, criminal act of like not completing the security thing. Like you're not allowed. They said you're not allowed to just turn around and decide once you've started the process, you have to complete it is what they've said. Yeah. But then again, what they say isn't always what's true. Like, for instance, this afternoon I was uh, on my way back. I went to a trial in in Concord to testify for a a lady who is just being rolled over by the system and it's horrible what they're doing to her. Uh, But all that aside, we're on the way back and got pulled over by a state trooper for an an inspection sticker that, that had expired up here in New Hampshire. They have these car inspection things. And so the cop comes up to the the side window, and of course I've got my video camera out at this point and am recording him, and I inform him, you know, you are being video and audio recorded, and he immediately takes issue with it and demands that I turn the camera off. He actually demands, but this is so fun too, because they always demand, oh, it's fine if you just, if you video record, just shut the audio off. How many camcorders have you ever used that have allowed you to turn just the audio portion off? Um, I'm not that experienced with camcorders, but I haven't come across one. No, your average consumer level camcorder is not going to have an option like that. But I just love how the police presume that you can just flip a switch somehow and keep the recording of the video going. But the audio, you'll somehow be able to turn that off for them. So not only would it be impossible uh, for me to do that with the camera, but I also refuse to do just do it anyway. I told the guy, look, you're in a public place. You're a public so-called public servant. And I'm going to continue recording you. And he told me, if you don't turn it off, I'm going to arrest you. And I said, well, you're in a public place and you don't have to be in front of my camera if you don't want to be recorded. And basically, he ignored me at that point and went about his business of ticketing the driver. No, he did not. So So threats, but he backed down. Exactly. So what they say isn't always necessarily the case. Normally it will work, though, right? I mean, normally if a cop threatens somebody with arrest, they're probably going to back down. They're probably going to do exactly what they're told. But it's it's always refreshing when you get to, to, to you know to call them on their bluff, and that's basically what I did today. And he could have arrested me. I was just going to say, I I imagine in most states that that would have happened. Like in Florida, they just would have arrested you. Oh yeah, and and he could have done it here, and there would have been no consequence for him, you know, except for. 
the only real consequence for him to arrest me would have been that he would have to have arrested me and gone through that process of hauling me into the station and filling out the paperwork and doing whatever, you know, fingerprinting and the, the work that would be required of him to arrest me. I'm sure he would much rather go back and sit alongside of the road and do whatever it was he was doing, goofing off uh, or whatever. And that's what he ended up doing. So he completely ignored me. And then later when he came up to bring the ticket to the driver, uh, I tried to tell him before he walked away from the window, I tried to to get his attention, but he did not want to hear anything what I had to say at that point. I tried to tell him, look, I don't appreciate you threatening me. You know, I don't. I just don't appreciate that. But he walked away before I could uh, really even get that out. It's a very interesting concept. The um, like basically, I don't like what you're doing, so I'm going to arrest you. I mean, just to have that power, that ability to just, I don't like, I don't want to be recorded, so you're under arrest. Yep. And there, like I said, there'd be no consequence for him if he did that. You know, even if they dropped the charges down the line, he himself, the cop, would not face any sort of consequence Yeah. for making what is essentially a false arrest. So back to Rand Paul and the TSA uh, apparently had rebooked another fight, a flight and was rescreened without incident. Rand Paul the TSA again uh, claiming here that they're just doing their jobs, trying to keep air travel safe. 855-450-FREE. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and you can take control of the airwaves. You certainly can bring up your TSA uh, statements or your stories. Also, we mentioned the TSA strip-down that happened recently at Manchester Airport with Kelly Voluntarius, and that video footage is online now at freekeen.com. If you haven't seen it yet, you can do that. 855-450-FREE is the toll From filmmaker A.I. Wintermute comes the feature-length documentary, Liberty in Our Lifetime. It chronicles the real-life activists who have moved to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project and the many ways in which they seek to live free. But he needs your help to get this important story off the ground. Visit LibertyDocumentary.com, watch the trailer, and find out how you can help bring this film to life. That's LibertyDocumentary.com. Talk Live. Toll-free number here is 855-453. The SACL CAI toll-free line 1-855-450-3733. And joining you here tonight, it's Ian. And Julia. Also want to invite you over to our website at freetalklive.com. You can get interactive there. Uh, We've got a bulletin board system where you can go and interact with other Free Talk Live listeners. Also, you'll find our show prep for the night is usually posted there over at bbs.freetalklive.com. Coming up February 23rd through the 26th, just one month from now, is the Liberty Forum, the 2012 Liberty Forum. It returns after taking a year off, unfortunately, last year, but it's back now, and it's going to be back in a bigger way than ever, I'm sure, because people are jazzed up about this. I mean, there are so many people here in New Hampshire now as part of the Free State Project that have never been to a Liberty Forum, so there's going to be a lot of uh, of new faces at this year's Liberty Forum. I know that Free Talk Live will be there, and we'll be broadcasting live every single night, so that's always fun. But in addition, the best part about the Liberty Forum is coming out and meeting people, meeting hundreds of other like-minded, liberty-oriented people who love freedom so much. Many of them have actually made the move to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. Others are considering a move. Some of them are on the fence. You know, they're not quite sure when they want to move or not. So this is an important uh, visit for uh, for those folks. So maybe you're in one of those camps. Maybe 
you haven't quite yet made the move or you're not sure about the whole Free State Project thing, come on up to the Liberty Forum and it will help you decide because you'll get to meet the people that are involved, a lot of the people that are involved in it. And you'll see the the variety of folks that are involved, the variety of viewpoints and interests and activism types. There are going to be panel discussions and speeches, uh, special guest speakers, uh, people like Prax Girl, as well as uh, Jody Emery from Cannabis Culture Magazine. You've got Joel Salatin, the author of You Can Farm, uh, the entrepreneur's guide to starting a, a successful farm farming business, I believe. And in addition to that, Peter Schiff, the world-renowned investment advisor, he will be there as well. Many guest speakers are lined up. You can go to freestateproject.org slash libertyforum to learn more about all the speakers, learn about the hotel, get all the details, get all the numbers, get your tickets, because you don't want to be left out in the cold. You don't want to be the last person to get on board and maybe get the last ticket, but all the hotels sold out. So you've got to stay in the hotel down the road. You don't want to be that that person. You want to be somebody who's in the hotel. It's easy to go home after a late night party. You just go back to the room. It's not hard to, uh, to, to accomplish that. And it is a blast. I mean, there's uh, dinners, luncheons, all kinds of get-togethers. It's just a good time, and I highly recommend you, uh, you check it out. If you're at all interested in the Free State Project, it is worth your while. And I think you'll find that as far as conventions go, it's pretty affordable. I mean, I've spent on industry conventions $400 for a weekend, which is usually no more than one or two days. This is Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday for just over 200 bucks, plus the cost of, uh, of hotel on top of that. And, of course, if you're splitting the hotel room with multiple people, then it gets the price down pretty cheap. So freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum. Use our discount code FTL2012 and save yourself uh, 10%. That's FTL2012 as a discount code, freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum. As we go to the phones and the fun, we'll talk to Dave calling from the People's Republic of Somewhere. Dave, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Julia. Dave. Hey, how you doing this evening? Hey, great, Dave. What's on your mind? Oh, no, I'm going to talk about PSA a little bit. Sure. Uh, I've had my pilot's license for a little over 30 years now. But I'm not much of a fan of commercial flying, you know. I like to be the one doing the driving. But from time to time, I, you know, do. So in 1993, the last time I had flown commercial, I flew from Detroit to Denver, and the guy basically crashed the plane on the runway. I mean, overhead bins, stuff flying out. My goodness. But I went up to the cockpit, and I bitched the guys out, ended up getting a full refund. Both ways from Delta, under the car and drove back. So mm-hmm. New Year's Day, I decided on well, went out of O'Hare to uh, Seattle, and uh, everything went smooth. Didn't have to go through the scanner or anything. That was cool. So I, I next day I'm going out of Seattle. I'm going to Honolulu, and of course you got to go through the scanner there. And I left my electronic cigarette in my shirt pocket. Mm-hmm. Took everything else at the belt off, everything, my britches are, you know, my pants are falling down. All my yards, right? <clears throat> so I get scanned and then they see that the uh, electronic cigarettes in my pocket. So they need to pat down just my chest and then take the thing back to x-ray. A bunch of people are going by. My stuff's sitting at the end of the little deal there. So I, then they release me. I go over, they snagged somebody. I don't know if it was TSA or the people go by snagged half a carton of smokes and some uh, uh, refills for the electronic cigarette. 
Was there more to the story? I'm sorry. I'm still listening here. No, that, that's just it, you know. I mean, <laughs> so wait, they, they took I'm your electronics. my arms up in the air. Wait, so they took your <laughs> electronic cigarette? Pardon? You, did you say they took the electronic cigarette from you, the, the cartomizers? No, they gave me back the electronic cigarette, but when I got my possessions back, a pack of five refills for it was gone, and five packs of smoke. So you think the TSA agents just decided they were going to help themselves? Either them or somebody walking by. I don't know. But I, I mean, I, I just felt, you know, I'm standing there with my hands up while the guy's playing with my chest. They had to fill up my man boobs to make sure I didn't have any bombs in there, I guess. I don't know. That's um, frustrating. But while that's going on, you know, you, you, you're half, half disrobed going through the deal. You can't have a jacket on or anything like that. No belt, no shoes. Well, what would we do without them, Dave? I mean, if, we, if it weren't for the TSA, we'd all be dying in fiery air, aircraft explosions. I don't think so, but I tell you what, the way they got these new planes made, <laughs> that could be welcome. Dave, thanks for the call it tonight. Was terribly I terribly cramped. I could I couldn't believe how how bad they've done. What I what mean, uh, what airline were the, you on? Like the what airline? Pardon me. What airline was it? Oh, Alaska. Alaska Air, which is one of the, it, actually I think it is the best as far as everything from maintenance to customer satisfaction to whatever. But it was just a, the last time I threw on a flew on a DC seven or a, a Boeing seven thirty seven. It had five seats, three and then two. These had six in this little tiny aisle. So they're really like really smushing people in there. Dave, thanks oh, for the call yeah. and the observations tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 855-450-FREE. I know exactly what he's talking about. I've never had anything stolen, but every time I go through the airport, I'm always really bothered by the fact that like my wallet or whatever else is like just way up there, there yeah. when I'm back here. And it's not like you can just go up there. to You know what I mean? It's like it's very nerve wracking and, and someone could easily take it. And oh, yeah. they're certainly not paying attention. It's right, it's not their responsibility to protect your stuff, even though it's in their possession at that right, time. Right, like if you have a purse, right, you have to take off, because you have to take off everything, your purse and stuff. I don't carry a purse. Mm-hmm. So I just had to put my wallet out on the, you know, like, again, guys are in the same boat. You just have yeah, to put your wallet to right out there, and it's it's very nerve-wracking. Toll-free number here, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You're certainly welcome to tell us your... TSA story, if you've got one, 855-453. You can also take control here and bring up whatever you want. Also, the Lego company coming out with a new uh, new line of toys for girls. And some people are pretty upset about this. And I guess we'll uh, we've got a girl on the show tonight, so we'll find out what you think, uh, Miss Julia. 855-453. You can chime in here, bring up anything you want, take control of the airwaves, Free Talk Live. Here on Free Talk Live, we've been pretty excited about the Bitcoin. It's a decentralized, free market digital currency. You can learn more about it at WeUseCoins.com. But if you already have some Bitcoins and you'd like to spend them, you can spend them at SpendBitcoins.com. When you spend Bitcoins on Amazon via SpendBitcoins.com, Free Talk Live gets a cut. Or if you're an Australian trying to figure out how to buy Bitcoins, you can buy them with cash at AU.SpendBitcoins.com. Once again, that's SpendBitcoins.com. Talk live. Toll 
toll-free number, 855-453. SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Julia. And we invite you over to the website at freetalklive.com. Archives are there. You may download as many as you would like. In fact, they go all the way back to late 2006. All of it free at freetalklive.com. Now, if you're like me, you don't have a lot of time to read books anymore. You know, we're all really busy these days. and Audiobooks are a great solution to get in the reading that you wish you could do without having to carve more time out of your day to actually sit down and read a book. Audible.com is the leading provider of premium digital spoken audio information and entertainment. They've got almost everything that you can think of, literally Hundreds of thousands of selections, from what I understand, over 100,000 business, classics, fiction, erotica, history, sci-fi, and so much more. In fact, not only just books, but also podcasts as well. Uh, Of course, you can go to audiblepodcast.com slash FTL to get a free gold membership and your first audiobook completely free. Audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. Go grab your free audiobook there today. I don't think you're going to regret it because this is a great way, if you, especially if you're a commuter. You know, you have to drive to work every single day. Great excuse, great time that you can be using to expand your mind or get the, the latest fiction book that you want to read in. AudiblePodcast.com slash FTL as we continue here with your calls. And coming up, uh, Julia, you're going to tell us about uh, parents and how gay parents are different in some ways from straight parents in a very, very good ways. Uh, but we'll get to that. First, AC's on the line in Ohio. You're on Free Talk Live, AC. Hey, guys. Hey, AC. So, um, apparently SOPA and PIPA may be dying, but another another new bill is already coming into place to replace them, and it's called ACTA. I need to, you and your listeners need to look this up, because they're already trying to find a new way to get the uh, policies of these two bills passed under a new bill. Now, I had heard something about another bill, but I don't recall it being called ACTA. So what's this one stand for? Uh, I believe it stands for, it stands for, oh man, it stands for um, uh, counterfeit, the A, I forgot what the A stands for, but it stands for counterfeiting trade agreement. Because mm. the one we heard about over the, I think it was over the weekend, was like the Protecting Children from Online Pornographers Act or something, which is <laughs> no, also... No, this is a different one. And I, I, I can't remember the specific details of it. I have a hard time keeping up with all these different... Um, these bills, these alphabet bills, but all I know is it's bad and it's 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 something that needs to be concerned. But all right. But but besides that, um, I wanted to talk about. I just wanted to kind of get that out there because it, it just let you guys know that soap and tip are not done. They're trying something new. But um, oh, of course, I, I didn't expect talk- them to be done for for long. I, it was, right. I figured it would just be a matter right. of a few weeks. Right. Well, the thing I wanted to talk about is I have some very interesting information to share with your viewers about piracy. Uh, but before I get to that, I wanted to talk about um, file sharing, uh, one of the big things that people like to talk about piracy. I'm just wondering, in your mind, would you say that file sharing is stealing? Absolutely not. If I loan you a CD, is that is that a problem? Or I guess burning it would be the issue, but... Well, no, the reason it's not stealing is because no one is uh, no one is at loss. There's When it comes to copying things, there's no uh, loss of the original. So I can copy my original as many times as I like, and I lose nothing. Uh, so the, the suggestion is that it's stealing from the perspective of that the record companies and movie companies believe that in the absence of so-called piracy or file sharing, that their profits would be higher. 
but that's just right. speculation on their part. And it doesn't factor in other things like that when someone file shares and they maybe will hear music for the first time through file sharing or see a movie or a TV show for the first time through file sharing, they may be more likely to buy the product uh, down the line. Right. So any amount of people that are freeloaders could be offset by the the increase of buyers that come from this kind of new model of distribution. Uh, so I don't think that you know all of their numbers of well we're lo- losing X amount of billions of dollars every year from piracy. It's just That's stuff they made up. up. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, like one of the things about file sharing um, is that file sharing may hurt corporations, but there are other things that could also hurt corporations that I don't think people think about, like people who buy used media people who rent out media, people who borrow media from another person, or people who just record it off television. In fact, when, uh, v- when VHSs came out, when uh, recorders came out, whenever, there was actually a corporation actually trying to sue to get those companies shut down for producing them. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, so, a lot um, of uh, people were upset about the cassette tape and the VHS tape. Uh, they thought that right. these were going to be major damages to the movie and recording industries. And it turns out they weathered those storms and everything ended up being all right. And, you know, there are some musicians out there who understand uh, that you know, allowing their fans to record concerts and things like that was beneficial for them. Like, I think the Grateful Dead are a classic example of it, where they would encourage bootlegging, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Now, there are bands like this where they would encourage bootlegging as opposed to bands that would prohibit fans from photographing or recording in their concerts because they knew that they were going to share them around. And then that, that word of mouth is worth more ticket sales in the future. I only listen to music that they don't care about that. So, I mean, I wouldn't support an artist who was that uptight. Isn't it? Metallica was at the front lines a long time ago. Back with the Napster controversy. And I hate Metallica. And even if I liked their music, I would still hate them. But I hate their music, too. So that's (laughs) double hate. (laughs) AC? Yeah. Anything else you want to share? Yeah. One more thing. Mm -hmm. This is a big reason I called in. Um, people were talking about how piracy and file sharing or just piracy in general is hurting corporations. And according to these corporations, they're losing about an average of $250 million each year, although they make about $10 billion each year, which means they're only losing about a quarter of $1 billion of their profits. And if you average that out into a percentage, it means that they're only losing – that piracy is really only doing a, about a 2.5% damage to their profits. Now, would you say that's a reason for concern like all these people seem to be making a big deal out of? If those are the numbers, I mean, I haven't heard the numbers recently. I felt like I'd heard larger numbers than that. I, I recall hearing billions. But, but but could they actually calculate? No, it's all speculation. Right. No. I mean, right. you have no idea. Like corporation speculating this. Right, and of course they're going to speculate in, in their own favor. They're going to speculate. They're going to try to make it look like it's a lot worse than it might actually be. And again, they can't yeah, calculate speculation. If this is their speculation, then they're not really being hurt that much. Then, well, right, and and you may want to ask yourself, well, what what does the average retail store have as far as shrinkage is concerned? How much loss are they experiencing from people coming in and swiping things and walking out the door? What is that percentage like? Is it anything similar to that? And again, that doesn't their numbers don't calculate the uh, the the gain that comes from file sharing. Of course, they're not going to calculate the gain. I mean, what if it turned out that file sharing actually made them money? 
What if it turned out that way? I mean, I don't know. I'm not going to say that's true either. I don't know what the truth is because there's no way that we can aggregate all of the information out there about all the various different file sharing methods that are available, everything from torrents to I don't know if eDonkey's still online, but there are these other services like the Napsters of the world, whatever those things are, if they're still being used today. Honestly, I don't know. But obviously, torrents are still hot out there. Various different ways uh, to distribute things. There's no way to calculate it all. And so what does that result in for them? It's impossible to tell. But it seems like they're doing fine. I mean, if you look at box office returns, they're doing fine. They're making more money now, I think, than, than you know they've made in the past. And of course, you also have to adjust for inflation, which isn't always done in those, uh, those calculations. But all that said, you know, Hollywood's doing fine. They're making plenty of money on these big-budget pictures at the box office. They make more on DVDs and rentals and Blu-rays. So, again, what's the big, what's the big deal? I really don't understand it at all. And, AC, thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 855-450-FREE. Maybe you're somebody who's connected to this industry and you'd like to explain what the big deal is because I don't get it. Well, you know what this I automatically think of is how many times when you were younger and you actually bought CDs, did you go in, buy a CD, there's one, two good songs on it max, and then you've got this $14 coaster or, or whatever. Or $20. I mean, back in the day, CDs were $17.99, $18.99. Yeah. So... Provide me a better product, and I'll feel better about paying full price for it. Toll-free numbers 855-450-FREE. You take control. Bring up anything free. Talk live. The state owns the land, but they don't own the water. To be free today, you need a boat. Not just any boat, a life yacht. It's a stable catamaran, as big as a house, that purifies its own water, generates its own power, grows its own food, and has a shallow draft to be able to get a car or SUV ashore. With a life yacht, you could live free of nearly any government intrusion and have a seashore home anywhere in the world. You can be involved for $1,000 and a commitment as little as eight months. EricksonCouncil.com Talk Live. Bring up anything you want. Dial in toll-free, 855-453. SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com and enjoy the various features that we have there for you. If you like Free Talk Live and you'd like to help support this program, you can shop with us. Go to shop.freetalklive.com and enter Amazon through the links you'll find there. There's different Amazons for different countries. So click the right one for you and then just get your shopping done as you normally would. If you've ever been shopping online before, you've probably done it at Amazon. So you're very familiar, likely, with their uh, system. And you know they've got all kinds of products at great prices. So just start your shopping through our links over at shop.freetalklive.com and Free Talk Live will get a portion of the purchase price. So it's that simple. You're getting the stuff you're looking for at the great deals you expect from Amazon. And Free Talk Live is getting a portion of Amazon's profits because we're sending them the business. So start your shopping at shop.freetalklive.com. And remember also, if you've got a business and you're about sick and tired of handling collections for your own business, that's not what you got into business to do, let SACL CAI handle it for you. They do collections, early out billing, and purchase charged off receivables. Their employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. And they know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you want to keep your clients too. SACL CAI. See their banner right at the top of our banner column 
over at freetalklive.com. Again, SACL CAI as we go to the phones and your thoughts. Let's talk to Margaret listening to WGMD-FM in Delaware, where uh, we're not normally on weeknights, but sometimes they use us to fill in. So it's always happy. I'm always happy to have our listeners in uh, WGMD land. Hello, Margaret. How you doing? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Well, um, on the Piracy um, Act um, issue, um, you know, really, uh, my opinion is about the, about the you know, musical, you know, um, artists and stuff like that. Um, they have their rights, you know, and they feel like that their music is stolen. So, um, you know, that's, 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 that's hard. But then again, they're entertainers. They make more money than we will ever make in a year. And I'm just saying this because, um, you know, all the, all the radio play they get, they're in movies, you know, and the money they make is, is pretty much endless. You know? Well, uh, yeah, but a lot of artists don't make a lot of money. I mean, the top tier of artists certainly do, but most musicians are struggling and they're down at the, you know, playing the clubs and, you know, the local areas and they're not, you know, nobody knows who they are. Of course, that's the majority of the people in the, the music business. And, and of course, even though it's true what you're saying about the big stars, yeah, they make more money than the average person in this country. That doesn't justify – if it were stealing, it wouldn't justify stealing. But it's not stealing, you know, just because someone's right. – Yeah, because it's, yeah, it's out there, you know? Well, right. And again, to steal something means to deprive someone of something. If you take from, from me my car, uh, I don't get to use my car. So therefore, you've stolen my car. But if I give right. to you a copy of my CD that I have, I still have the CD, and you can now have the CD as well. So I have not been damaged at all in that transaction. That's true. Anything else you want to share tonight, Margaret? Well, uh, I'm really happy to be talking to you guys. So where are you guys from? Where exactly? Oh, well, this is uh, Free Talk Live, and we are from, or we do the show from New Hampshire, but we're on a bunch of stations uh, across the country. And usually in uh, Delaware, we're on on Saturday nights live. Sometimes, uh, I don't know, maybe their night guy took the night off or something like that tonight. Sometimes we get plugged in there as uh, kind of the fill-in hosts. Uh, during the week. So I'm glad you're out there and call us again sometime, Margaret. Appreciate hearing from you tonight. And if you like the show, by the way, uh, contact the local program director on your local talk radio station and tell them thanks for airing Free Talk Live. As we continue, we'll go to Josh, also listening in Delaware to WGMD. Delaware, Josh, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, how's it going? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Well, I just wanted to weigh in on the whole piracy issue. I actually, am, you know, not that I'm somehow important or anything else, but I just have a, a different kind of insight because I, I'm an independent filmmaker. Uh, excuse me. <clears throat> I've also, um, you know, worked in the media field for the past four years. Uh, so it's a little bit different than the, than the consumer view. Mm-hmm. Um, but most of the people I talk to see it as this. Um, this big debate that's going on right now uh, about people file-sharing TV shows and, and music and everything else, um, a lot of artists take the stance of, well, it's my my creative property. I deserve to be paid for it, and you're stealing it from me, um, and that's and that's wrong. Well, a lot of people on my level, <laughs> you know, on our level, uh, that that aren't, you know, like most of the things that are being pirated uh, are copyrighted works that are made, like you know, by by Hollywood motion picture studios, by uh, gigantic record labels, like things that are immensely popular as it is. Um, usually, you know, I don't have a I don't have an issue with anyone, you know, you know, taking my film and, and maybe sharing it with people or, you know, like I have friends that are musicians as well that, that play in clubs that are kind of 
you know, that are really talented but don't have the exposure. And usually when you look at it that way, it's like, well, I don't really mind it getting out there because eventually I might get paid gigs from that type of, uh, type of uh, you know, exposure that I would normally be getting. But um, uh, in, in my view, uh, looking at it this way, they claim they're, they're losing a lot of money off of all of this. Uh, so then they, they start, you know, kind of weeding through and finding people through IP addresses and everything else that they can, that they can prosecute which can be pretty nasty. I mean, like, you know, charging these outrageous, like, you know, sanctioning these outrageous uh, fines and everything else on the people that they catch. I'm glad you brought Um, that part up because it is outrageous. And uh, for anyone that's ever seen these stories, I I think I recall one involving, like, a grandmother who ended up getting brought up on charges. Why? Well, simply because she had an Internet connection and her grandson or daughter or whoever was using the Internet connection – to download uh, songs, and you know, Grandma ended up getting the legal liability for that because it was her internet connection, which uh, that exactly. on its face is is pretty absurd. But the amount of money that they're charging these people, or that they'll settle for, or that they'll get the uh, the case, they'll win the case for, it is absolutely outrageous, and it makes you you know you look at that and you say to yourself, Wow, why would I want to be a voluntary customer of some company that wants to treat potential customers like that? I mean, because anybody who's downloading a music or movie is a potential buyer of that music or movies. In fact, they've, they've talked to the, the people that are the file sharers out there. They've done interviews with these folks, the folks that are regularly file sharing, and they, there's, a, there's a couple categories in which they fall in. There's a category on one hand of people that just, they're freeloaders. They're just not going to buy anything ever. Yeah. They're just not going to pay for anything. And so these people wouldn't be going and paying for things at all anyway, so they're not viable prospects for being customers in the first place. But even those freeloaders are still worth something, if you want to think about it from this perspective. If a freeloader grabs a CD and listens to it, grabs a music online and listens to it or a movie and they like it, they may recommend it to other people. And then other people who may not be as likely to be freeloaders may listen and and decide to go out and, and support that product with their money. And that's the other category of people, the people that use file sharing to test a product. As Julia was saying before, used to be the old way. You'd go and buy a CD and get 10 crap songs and two decent songs. Well, now people don't have to do it that way. They can go download the product first, decide if they like it, then go and buy you know a collectible CD version of it or the, the DVD or, or Blu-ray. So again, it's it's a possible moneymaker to have file sharing and to, and to go after your customers. So short-sighted. Exactly. I completely agree. And just, just uh, to complete my point, uh, in terms of the legal side of things, I, I want to know, I want someone to answer this for me. Um, okay, so let's say I go into a store, not saying I will, but hypothetically speaking, and uh, I swipe a DVD, you know, of a new release, which is probably somewhere between 20 and $25, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, I, I, try to, I try to run out with it. And I get caught in the process. So what happens? I, uh, I end up getting a slap on the wrist. If I damage the product enough to end up paying for it, you know, and it'll be a misdemeanor. Um, the moment that you download it from a file sharing site, all of a sudden it's worth hundreds of thousands of dollars. And there's like, you know, all the damage that you could have caused by, by, by doing that. What's the difference? You're stealing the same exact product. Yes, it might be in a different form. Well, the difference but- is in the first example, you're actually stealing something. Uh, and as I pointed out in the second example, you're not stealing anything because you're just copying. 
uh, when you actually take a physical DVD off of the shelf at a store, that's somebody's inventory. They paid for that product, and they they were expecting to move it into someone else's hands who also paid for it. Uh, but in that so in that case, you're shorting the product off the shelf. Uh, whereas when you download from some service online, nothing's been shorted. Everything is still there. Everything's still intact. And so no one has actually lost anything. But I think you've made several great uh, points tonight, Josh. Anything final you'd like to say? Well, uh, I just enjoy listening to your show. I wish they would play you more often down here. Uh, but, you know. Uh, call call Dan Gaffney on, and uh, tell him tell him that you'd like to hear more Free Talk Live. That's the best thing that you can do. He's the program director there at WGMD. Yep. And I'm sure he'd appreciate hearing from you. Thanks for the call, Josh. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You bring up what you want, and it's worth pointing out, Free Talk Live. You can go to freetalklive.com and download as many archives as you'd like, and you don't have to pay one red cent for them. Though we do have a contribution program, which you're welcome to use. Hour 2, coming up next, Free Talk In every age, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel, the printing press, the internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. Talk live, dial in toll free, and bring up anything you want as we launch here into the second hour of the program. Joining you this evening is Ian and Julia. One eight five five four fifty free. That's the SACL CAI toll free line eight five five four five zero three seven three three. Join us online at freetalklive.com and enjoy the various features that we give to you there. You can uh, do it all over there for free. Unlike those other talk show hosts that want to charge you for their websites, freetalklive.com. We've been talking about piracy. Uh, also known as file sharing. That's a much friendlier name for it and much more accurate uh, to describe what's really going on. Because piracy is, you know, you, it's associated with violence and it's associated with theft and uh, robbery and, you know, dastardly deeds. But sharing files online is not dastardly. It's it's sharing. You're giving people Sharing things, is caring. Right. And uh, when you share things with others, maybe they'll feel good about those things and go out and actually buy them from the people that produce them. Because I think most people understand that artists would like to get paid for their work. And that if you don't buy something from the producers that you enjoy, that they're not being supported. And so therefore, at some point, they might just decide to call it quits. So you can't just have the free ride. You know, there's if everybody's a free rider, nobody gets any good any good music or movies anymore. Because if no one buys, then why would anyone keep making the those things? I I listen to um I listen to electronic music and so uh, like underground electronic music, not like Dead Mouse and that mm-hmm. crap. But um so I am not a DJ when I, I used to DJ for fun, right? So you used to buy like vinyl records and stuff. And now everything is completely digital. So hardly anyone plays vinyl anymore. Actually, vinyl sales are up. Not in the electronic world. Okay, well, I don't know what world, but uh, I mean, su- surprisingly, vinyl sales of, of albums I love have the gone way up by I like 50%. love the way record sounds. Apparently, you're not the only, uh, only one. But anyway... The reason why I was sharing this is because it's gone digital. If 
if you're a DJ and you you do not purchase like the full version, it's considered very scummy within the community. So like you, it, I mean, there's like an incentive, like social ostracism mm-hmm. to purchase to support like the DJs and stuff. Like if you were a DJ and you didn't buy the full version, you wouldn't be a very popular DJ. And someone would find find that out somehow? Yeah, because, well, unless a friend gave it to you, you pretty much you couldn't get the full version from start to finish. You'd have to take it from like a mixed CD. And if you took it from a mixed CD, it would be obvious because there's the part where you mix. So like gotcha. to get the whole song, if that makes sense. Yeah, I see where you're coming from. You know what I mean? Like you, the raw version. Right, exactly. To get the whole song, either someone would have to give it to you, which is not just not it's just not accepted in within the DJing community. Mm-hmm. So there you go. I mean, people understand that you have to support the people that are the producers out there. Let's go to Brett listening in Iowa. Brett, you're on Free Talk Live, and I, I understand you're actually listening via Free to Air. I am indeed. I'm listening to the uh, LRN channel. So thanks for uh, putting that up. I, I listen to it a lot. It's, it's great. Good. I'm glad somebody's. Um, I'm glad I know that someone is listening to it. Uh, yeah, I, was, I was kind of wondering if you have actually had somebody call and say they were listening to it. But I think um, you might anyway, be the second uh, person to have ever called uh, from listening to Free to Air. That doesn't mean there aren't people out there listening to it. I'm curious. Right. Did you find out about LRN.FM prior to Free to Air, or was it from— Yeah, I've, I've been listening to Free Talk Live since 2005. You know, I'm, I'm an amplifier and all that, but uh, I'm, I'm just into Free to Air as a hobby, so it happens to coincide with, with what I like to do in my free time. So, uh, so what, how would you explain Free to Air for listeners that don't know what it is? Uh, well, free to, basically, there are a ton of uh, satellites, uh, you know, in the sky above, uh, you know, around the entire world. But especially here in the United States, um, there's still quite a bit of free-to-air content out there. And what that means is that the signals aren't encrypted. It's sort of like picking up, uh, uh, you know, your, your local NBC station off of uh, rabbit ears, except in this case it's uh, via a satellite dish. And um, you can pick up, you know, a lot of cool, like, you know, news gathering feeds, and um, even sometimes there will be channels that will be uplinked uh, that are not encrypted so that you can watch them. And there there are definitely some uh, some shady sides to free-to-air as well with, you know, people hacking other providers, but I don't get into that stuff. But it's just a fun hobby of, uh, you know, scanning and, and seeing what you find. So Yeah, so they've got a bunch of internet. Like, like I've got one set up here at the studio just so I can monitor our feed and uh, there's there's TV channels and there's radio channels and a lot of them are, are you know like religious channels. Uh, a lot yeah, of them there, are. There's a ton of that stuff, but it's it's really interesting because there's a lot of international channels. And I, I was actually when when uh, Adam versus the Man was on RT, I, I would watch that quite a bit. Obviously, that's not on anymore. Right, RT's up there. Uh, Al Jazeera English is also there. Those are probably two of the better channels uh, on free air television. Yeah, and also really a lot of international stuff, like a lot of foreign language uh, channels, lots of, uh, you know, maybe, uh, let's see, like a lot of Arabic channels uh, are up there. And a lot so of that, yeah. There's a lot of, definitely. There's like the Nigerian uh, Television Authority, which is this uh, this channel that's basically state TV from Nigeria or something like that. And it is just the most awful uh, production that uh, you've ever seen. Oh, and yeah. it's just so... I mean, I've never seen state TV before, and I was just sitting there one night just watching it. Uh, I don't really spend much time doing it, but now and then I'll just, just for fun, I'll just go and wa- watch some of the international channels and see what's going on sure. out there. And just watching them laud their government and like all their government people and just the, the, the all of the programming was just so obviously biased towards the towards the state. Right. It was laughable. 
Yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty crazy. You find some uh, some some interesting things for sure. So what were you but, calling uh, about tonight, Brett? Yeah. Anyway, so I, was, I wanted to chime in on the the whole piracy thing. Um, and I guess this is a really simple quote, but it, to me it means a lot. Um, there's a guy named uh, Gabe Newell. He uh, is the CEO of a company called Valve. They make a bunch of popular games. I'm not really a huge gamer, but mm-hmm. he's pretty prominent in that industry. And one of the things that he said recently in an interview is that piracy is not a pricing problem. It's a service problem. And I think that that's completely accurate. You know, I, I'll admit, I, I do, I guess, you know, if you want to call it pirating or whatever, I pirate some content, uh, you know, on occasion. And it's honestly because I don't want to go through the hassle of going on iTunes and downloading a DRM movie or whatever. It's, it's so much easier to just download something and play it. And it's, and it's faster and it's more convenient. Well, and, and to uh, Valve's credit, they came out with Steam, which is a delivery platform for video games that uh, essentially makes the acquisition of those games fairly easy for people. Uh, instead Absolutely. of having to go to the store and buy a physical copy of a game and then do whatever the process of installing it, uh, you just literally go in this service online and it just it downloads the game for you and installs it for you, basically. And uh, make, it takes a few steps out of that process. It's, it's, you know, it still obviously costs some money uh, to do that, but the, I, I think that he's putting his money where his mouth is to some extent there. Yep, uh, I totally agree. And uh, actually, uh, Julia, it's funny you brought up uh, the whole DJing thing because I'm actually a, a DJ. That's like my main gig. And I um, knew that I, when you called, actually. When he said Brett from Iowa, I was like, oh, funny because he's a DJ. Oh, yeah. I remember I think, from I a long time ago. Forums a long time ago. Yes. Something like that. Yeah, but. Uh, I've 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 noticed that trend as well, and it's really interesting because in the electronic community, you're right. There, people you know will legitimately purchase music because that it's considered you know supporting those artists, especially when you go through things like Beatport and things like that. Right. The the, the artists that create the stuff actually get a really good chunk of the money that you pay, and so you know it's, it's considered to be a good thing to do. But um, I'm mainly more of a club DJ. I unfortunately have to deal with kind of the you know mainstream crap that's out there, but. It's unfortunate because a lot of the people in my industry, they don't pay for their music and they just get low quality files online. And, and uh, you know, so I guess there's there's downsides to it as well. And, and those are unfortunately the people who are competing with me and playing for cheaper. But, you know, that's the free market, I guess. So I guess I can't complain. But um, but yeah, so it's, it's, uh, it's, it's interesting you mentioned that. But uh, to go to the point about um, vinyl sales being up, that's actually true. But it's up more in like the you know hipster kids who go to Hot Topic and they want to get you know Dark Side of the Moon on a repressed vinyl or whatever you know mm-hmm. which is cool. But it's not necessarily in the DJing world you know like you said there's nobody uses vinyl anymore unless you're like a old you school know, vinyl like a set early hip hop head right exactly <laughs> like old school hip hop or house or whatever. But so you're yeah, saying so that anyway. the record sales are up because of hipsters. That's what I'm saying, man. I see all these kids going into, you know, Hot Topic and stuff and getting things Floyd on vinyl, but uh, wow, uh, I, I can't complain. It's, it's all good, you know. I, I love vinyl as well. So. Brett, thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from thanks, you. Guys. 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And if you want to learn more about his satellite uh, thing that he's doing, you can go to sat.lrn.fm. It'll tell you more about how to pick us up that way. It's free talk. 
Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated radio program on more than 100 radio stations coast to coast. We've been named to Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list. That's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation thrice. And five times the best political podcast from podcastawards.com. You can have access to our more than 100 radio stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for less than $1,000 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com. Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Toll free number 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. 1-855-450-3733. You can join us online at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features you find there, including the Shrine of Female listeners with dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photo or video showing that they're listeners of this program. Go to shrine.freetalklive.com. Again, that's shrine.freetalklive.com. Dot com Joining you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. And Julia. And want to tell you about Bitcoin. It is the world's first free market peer-to-peer digital cash. Now, peer-to-peer, what does that mean? Well, it's like torrents or the file sharings we've been talking about here. Peer-to-peer, uh, when you're downloading from torrents, you're downloading from multiple peoples uh, or multiple people that have the file that you're looking for. When you're transferring Bitcoins, it's being it's, the network is distributed amongst thousands or maybe millions of computers out there running the Bitcoin software. So there's no way that the government can come in or any government in the world can come in to shut Bitcoin down. If they come in and shut you down, they haven't shut Bitcoin down. They've just taken you off of the Bitcoin network. They literally cannot control this cat. It is out of the bag at, at this oh, point. Oh, that must drive them nuts. It must. And too bad for them because what's done is done. It's all over but the crying. And Bitcoin, the more, po- the more popular it becomes, the more effective it becomes, the more useful it becomes. And over the last few years, it has become more popular and therefore more useful. And uh, more new services have come out to involve the Bitcoin. It's still the new, uh, the new world, though. I mean, there's, there's some risk out there in Bitcoin. Some of the services that have come up have gone down and uh, taken some people with them, unfortunately, in that process and taken some of their Bitcoins with them. So you do need to be cautious about it. Our friends over at MemoryDealers.com are really behind the Bitcoin. Roger Ver is over there at MemoryDealers.com, and he has decided to really jump in with both feet. And he has been uh, funding the advertising campaigns for Bitcoin on Free Talk Live. Not only that, but he's also selling physical Bitcoins, which makes some interesting conversation starters. Go to MemoryDealers.com to get your Bitcoins there and be part of the currency that is transforming the world. You don't need anyone's permission to start buying and selling Bitcoins or using Bitcoins. You don't have to go through some Patriot Act nonsense like you had to when you open a bank account these days. You just go and download the software and you're in. And then you, you just find yourself some Bitcoins out there, and there are ways to do that. You can learn more at WeUseCoins.com about the Bitcoin. That's WeUseCoins.com. They can't be counterfeited or inflated, and you can go and get some over at MemoryDealers.com. 855-450-FREE. That is the toll-free number here. Uh, whether you want to comment on file sharing or whatever's on your mind, you're certainly uh, welcome to do so. Also, Julia, you'd wanted to tell us about some parenting issues, and uh, I definitely want to get a chance to touch on that uh, coming up. In addition, we've also got the Lego news. According to the Los Angeles Times, Lego toys have always seemed pleasantly gender-neutral. 
Perhaps that's why the new Lego Friends line for girls have triggered a fair bit of protest from some health and equal rights organizations. As the token lady on the show tonight, Julia, it'll be interesting to hear what you think about this. The new line, whose characters sport slim figures and stylish clothes, will contribute to gender stereotyping that promotes body dissatisfaction in girls, said Carolyn Coston, an eating disorder specialist and founder of the Montanito Treatment Center in Malibu. Online petitions have started to protest the line, which includes a butterfly beauty shop and a Your Fashion Designer workshop. The International Association of Eating Disorder Professionals said the toys were devoid of imagination and promote overt forms of sexism. I think um, there's a slight exaggeration there. Now, I guess I can agree with a teeny bit there, which is like with with the Barbie doll, for example. Right. Yes, Barbie is not necessarily the best role model for little girls, right? Because Mm -hmm. I, I think... I forget what it is if you do out her stats, right? Her real life stats, but she's got huge boobs, a teeny little waist. Yeah. And, and I can understand why that makes some people uncomfortable because, you know, young girls grow up playing with these toys supposedly and they think that this is what they're supposed to look like. But I don't see anything wrong with having a girl's Lego. When I was a little kid, we used to play with Playmobil, and there was a girly like version of that. And I liked both the guy's version and the girl's version. Hmm. But the girl had the girls had this huge dollhouse, and I wanted it so bad, like more than anything, because I was a little girl, and I guess I liked dollhouses. You know what I mean? So I don't I get I don't see a problem with coming out with a girl's line of Legos. So this complaint is based on kind of the same old complaint that these same people would have about every other toy line, I mean, because any toy line that has these gender roles in them is offensive to these people. And I think it ultimately brings up the question of should there be gender roles? And I can understand the position of those who say that there shouldn't be. That uh, children shouldn't be raised with this belief that, you know, if you're a boy, you must like blue. And if you're a girl, you must like pink. And, uh, you know, if you're a girl, you have to, you know, like kitchen toys. And uh, if you're a boy, you have to like guns. And I think that there's some I think there's some truth to the idea that that's not necessarily a healthy thing. Well, I, I agree with what you're saying. I'd like to point out that Legos are generally marketed at males. I would say young males. That's always males. been my impression. Like if you go and look at the Lego packaging, it's it's police officers, yes. construction workers. It's Space. dark. It's blue. Yeah. It's definitely so. To say that that is gender neutral, but the new line is somehow crossing that. It, I, don't, I think that's pretty absurd. I think that's just not true. There is uh, like there's the Lego like town. I remember when I was growing up, I was into Legos, and. There, I never liked the town ones. I thought they were boring. Right. There's but, the Star Wars one. Everyone likes those. Those right. are definitely targeted at males. They had like Space Police was one of the ones. Yeah. And then there was uh, Blacktron. They were like the bad guys in space. And uh, so like I was definitely into the, the space ones. And they were clearly targeted at males. Although I, w- I would say the, ta- the town ones are not necessarily targeted at males. I mean those no, like, I the town. I liked know? Legos. I mean, I, I liked to play with them and I didn't, I, I think that gender roles, I mean, little kids just don't really, th- don't really think like that. Well, I played with all kinds of think boys. About it. Well, I, yeah, I see what you're saying. You as a young person didn't think about right. anything about it, but I think some adults are concerned and I think to some extent, rightly so about, you know, the, these gender roles that are kind of forced down, down kids' throats. Well, you know, like, well, if you're a little boy, you have to dress like this and you have to like these colors and, 
you know, if you're a little, it's wrong for you to wear pink if you're a little boy, and if you're a little girl, you shouldn't be wearing blue. I mean, these kinds of things. Right, I agree. But don't buy your kids those kind of toys then. Right, and that's just really all this is, is these busybodies are saying, well, the, these these toys shouldn't exist. And obviously, if Lego wants to make some you know, girly toys, then that's their business. And in fact, Lego points out here that they're doing it because consumers are demanding it. I had Barbies when I was a kid. I think all given to me as gifts, because I hated Barbies. But what I did do with Barbies... I think they didn't know. You know ah, what I mean? Okay. It would be situations where like an aunt that didn't know would mm-hmm. get... They didn't know I hated Barbies. But I would color on their faces and cut their hair. And so even though Barbies were given to me, I played with what I liked. Which yeah. what I liked was playing outside and playing with Legos and building forts and that kind of thing. And you like the color blue as well. Yes. So, so I, I, just, I don't think... I understand where you're coming from on the gender roles, but I don't think that it's necessarily that, like, if you give your kid a, you know, this kind of toy, they're going to fall into this role. Toll-free number is 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. I certainly don't take it as seriously as, as yeah. these people do, but I understand their concern, and I understand where it's coming from. They don't want people to be shoehorned into a certain idea for themselves without having been able to fully experience other ideas. 855-453. What do you think? DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. Talk Live, toll-free number 855-453. The number brought to you by SACL CAI. 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the various features that we give to you there, including our news updates. You can get signed up and we'll keep you in the loop. Whenever there's something that you need to know about Free Talk Live, you'll know it first if you're on the news updates list. Go to news.freetalklive.com to sign up and follow us via email, Twitter, or Facebook, news.freetalklive.com. Now then, perhaps you are a cigarette smoker, and you probably are well aware by now, judging from all the propaganda out there, that uh, cigarettes are not so good for your long-term health. Well, there is a solution, and it's a solution that can allow you to continue your nicotine habits and do it in a much safer manner. In fact, if you go to Vaporsmiths.com, you can learn more about their e-cigarette. I'm sure you've heard about these vaporizers. Maybe you've even seen them being used. Well, you should know that Vaporsmiths sells one of the best in the world. It's very high-quality production, and it's so affordable. You can actually get the vaporizer itself, two of them, for free. All you have to do is buy 40 cartomizers. At least 40. You can buy more than 40 if you like. Uh, If you use coupon code FTL over at Vaporsmiths.com, you'll get the free standard starter kit. So that that includes the charger. That includes two different e-cigarettes. So that way you've always got one that's charged. Because you don't want to run out of charge and then have to charge it and then wait. No, no, no. There's always one that's going to be charged for you. So as soon as one charge runs out, you just grab your other e-cigarette and you charge up the one that needs to be charged. 
So you've always got an e-cigarette. Uh, it comes with plenty of cardamizers, and there's various different flavors that many of them are very tasty. I prefer the uh, the vanilla myself. Have you tra- tried one of these yet, Julia? Uh, sure. You, you have? Yeah. Uh, I, I like it. And uh, you can go to 855-2-GET-VAPOR. Call them there. Get free shipping on orders over $60. Vaporsmiths.com. They don't stink. You're not going to have a stinky cigarette house anymore with the Vaporsmiths? The regular ones, the um, ones that smell like... They do have like a really slight odor, but it's not like a cigarette odor and it doesn't linger. Right, it's vapor. So if you're like if you were using a if you were using Vaporsmiths right now, Julia, I would not be able to smell the vapor unless you manage to project it all the way over into my face. Like if you were just using it right across the table from me, I wouldn't even be able to to tell. I wouldn't know what what flavor it was. And uh, so it's great. It's, you don't have the smoke problems that come with cigarettes. It's actually healthier for you, and it's cheaper. In the long run, you're going to save 120 bucks a month. If you're a pack-a-day smoker, you'll save $120 a month using Vaporsmith. So you're going to save money, you're going to be healthier, and you're not going to stink. You can't beat this. Vaporsmiths.com. Use code FTL and get yourself that free starter kit with the purchase of 40 cardamizers or more and free shipping. 855-2-GET-VAPOR. Vaporsmiths.com. So uh, Denmark's Lego group says that the Friends line is response to consumer demand. The Friends line is a girl oriented set of lego toys including butterfly beauty shop and your fashion designer workshop the uh toys say according to the people that are protesting them the toys send girls a message that being pretty is more important than who you are or what you can do isn't that every single girly toy out there i mean it's not like this is revolutionary not even including barbie if you go down a girl's toy aisle there's all kinds of little fake makeup kits when i i remember very specifically i don't even remember it happening it's one of those memories that i have through pictures but like one year i really wanted this ballerina set you know what i mean and there was Mm -hmm. pictures of me in like a tutu and a and little ballerina slippers and stuff. Like, this is what I wanted to play with. But you didn't turn into a ballerina. No. And, and, and you don't wear makeup today. No, I do not wear makeup. So, I did it shape me. I did playing with tutus and makeup kits shape me as a person at all. When did you stop? I mean, I know that there was a phase that you had from our conversations in the past. You had a phase where you were wearing makeup. Yes, as a I stopped wearing girl. all makeup when I was 16. Why? Because I didn't like wearing it anymore. And I, at that point in time... Did something happen to sure, you? Sure, I started eating MDMA. <laughs> That's true. But wait I'm a not... minute. Plenty of people eat MDMA who still put I on know, makeup. I know, but it really gave me a lot of self-confidence. I see. And I just didn't feel like I needed it anymore. So so without the self-confidence, you felt like you need the, needed the makeup to uh, to cover I up think the part fact of that it you was... were empty inside? I... I'm not sure that it's that blanketed. I was young. You know what I mean? It was just what my friends did. You know what I mean? But I think the more I thought about it, the more I realized that it wasn't necessary. And I kind of made that choice. Mm. And although it's shocking, I don't even think about it at all. But I I read a lot of like food blogs online because I Mm. like to cook. And some of these girls, you know, they'll post stuff about other other issues and i see often an uh, like an article on makeup and it's like i can't even go around the house uh, out the house without wearing without makeup. makeup like i'm gonna give it a try this week and the comments i mean are all like oh my god i you're brave you for wearing not wearing makeup and it's like i forget how many 
what the percentage of women that use in it. America, at least, you know what I mean, wear makeup. Because now for you, me, what, you it's take so it for I don't even think about right, it. Right. You just leave the house and it's no big deal. Yeah. So. Wow. Yeah. Imagine having to stop every time you, oh, I can't leave now. I've got to go spend a half an hour in the bathroom yeah. first. We kind of got off topic here. I had That's something okay. to bring up. I know. Yeah. But I did have something to bring up with that. Um, oh, in, the girly thing? Uh, the Legos? Yes, the okay. Legos. Because they're suggesting that basically that there's these gender roles. I think to some extent, some gender roles are very natural. Like, isn't it said that if a if you give a boy, like a little boy, a stick, they'll play with it like a gun? Like, universally? It is said. Universally? I've heard that. So... I don't think a little girl would do that with a stick, naturally. You know what I mean? I, mm-hmm. I think that there are some differences between little girls and little boys. And I think that in regards to, like, play makeup and dress up and things like that that are kind of girly activities that little girls like to do, I don't think they view it as anything except for, like, an adult activity. Like, well, mommy wears makeup, so it makes me feel grown up to wear mm. makeup. You know what yeah, I mean? Because I, I used to like from. to... Like, um, sometimes my friends would come over and we would like get my mom's high heels out and like wear the high heels and take pictures of each other in the high heels, you know, and I don't see that. I think you make some legitimate counterpoints and I don't think any one side, you know, is the way to go necessarily, but I share some of the concerns of the people who are worried about over, you know, over promoting gender roles, shall we say. Yeah. It's not something that really riles me up. I think if you take a little girl to the store I think a lot of little girls are naturally attracted to the aisle with the makeup and the stuff like that. I, You know what I mean? I think that if you showed them the little boy's aisle and the little girl's aisle, that a lot of them will naturally gravitate towards the sparkly ponies and the, Maybe you know what so. I mean? I don't, I don't know. How I'm, much of it is coming from the parents, though? I mean, how much I of that know, is coming? I don't know, because I think, that, I think that you could take very young kids and some of them would naturally, I, I'm like me, I was a tomboy through and through. Mm-hmm. I always was. And so I didn't really care for that kind of stuff. And I don't know if that's anything that had to do with my parents or what people bought me. I think that's just how I felt. So uh, here's what Lego has to say in defense of what they're doing. Quote, we heard very clear requests from moms and girls for more details and interior building, a brighter color palette, a more realistic figure, role play opportunities, and a storyline that they would find interesting. We want to correct any misinterpretation that Lego Friends is our only offering for girls. This is by no means the case. We know that many girls love to build and play with a wide variety of Lego products already available. And was, that was, uh, by the way, a statement by Executive Vice President Mads Nipper, which is definitely a Denmark-sounding name. I would say that I agree with that. Like, I believe everything he's saying. I believe that consumers, moms, girls really want like a girly Lego product. I think that's something that a lot of people do want, except for the figure. Like, do do they really care about the figure of the Legos? I mean, Legos are teeny little blocks. That seems weird to me, but... Apparently, somebody complained about it. They didn't like the old... Uh blotchy i don't know how you describe the regular lego blocks. guy yeah just They're boring just squares kind of guys with a round head with a peg on top mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 855-450-FREE that is the SACL cai toll free line you can of course bring up absolutely whatever you want whether you want to comment on forcing kids into certain general gender roles or attempting to uh, to shoehorn them because that's really the bothersome part uh for me it doesn't bother me that there are things out there that are you know assigned to certain gender types or whatever roles but what bothers me is is parents who would want to foist them upon their children especially if they don't agree with them more coming up 855-450-free free
Become a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 per month. You'll get perks and you'll help us free more minds worldwide. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free and bring up anything you want. The number is 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. And join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. If you enjoy this program and you want to help support Free Talk Live, go to promote.freetalklive.com. You'll learn how you can get a free bumper sticker there, download free web banners, graphics, high-res graphics even. For those of you who'd like to, I don't know, make Free Talk Live t-shirts or something else, uh, you can do that with our graphics over at promote.freetalklive.com in addition to that there are also flyers you can download print out and distribute and post and get people aware of free talk live at promote.freetalklive.com now one thing you want to be aware of in the new year here is a possible resolution you might want to make and it's of course never too late to do this is to protect yourself and your family from the unexpected one thing you can count on regards to the unexpected is You can expect it at some point uh, in the future. What it will end up being is another question. Whether it will be a natural disaster or some sort of a man-made calamity, uh, you never really know what's going to go down in the future. But you know there are things you can do to help mitigate those uh, circumstances. And one of those things is having a food supply on hand. Uh, WiseFoodStorage.com can help you with that. And they've got some good stuff. Uh, In fact, we just had somebody post over the Free Talk Live Facebook page the other day about their experience with WiseFood. Because we've been saying on the air now for weeks... Try the free sample. You know, don't just take our word for it that this is really good stuff. Uh, they, not only are they going to sit on a shelf for up to 25 years, maybe even longer, uh, but they, they're sealed in uh, individual metal mylar pouches and great ready-made meals like cheesy lasagna and savory stroganoff. But really, get the free entree sample and see for yourself. Call them at 855-FOODWISE. 855-FOODWISE or go to wisefoodstorage.com. We're ready to order and it's, it is for a limited time so make sure you do it sooner rather than later. But use promo code FTL to get free shipping on your order. So once again, 855-FOODWISE, wisefoodstorage.com. And you know, before you put the order in, go ahead, get the free entree sample, test it for yourself and then you'll know for sure whether or not this is something you want to get involved in. It is peace of mind, and it's the greatest gift you can give to the ones you love. Call them at 855-FOODWISE today or WiseFoodStorage.com. That's WiseFoodStorage.com. So we were talking about gender roles and toys and how some toys are you know, certainly targeted towards girls and some are targeted towards boys. But it's only because those uh, girls and boys in America have certain gender roles attached to them, and you know the question is, well, how much of those are foisted upon them by their family or by society, and how many of them are inherent to them as a, a natural-born human being? And I think, Julia, you made a persuasive point before that some of these things may be inherent to the gender well, to some extent. Well, I would extent. say, especially with younger 
kids, like a six, a seven, an eight-year-old, at that point in time, they're able to see and comprehend gender roles. I, I can remember being in like first grade and all the girls in my class liked to play house and I hated to play house and I had a friend who was a guy and we would play some like outdoor thing Hmm. and like so I think at that age you're able to pick up on kind of like what's expected of you in gender roles Hmm. but like a three-year-old I mean I don't think I think a three-year-old just plays with what they want to play with right well your suggestion earlier was that some of them might be attracted to certain roles simply because of the nature of the who they right. are as a as a you know male or a female you know males being generally more aggressive perhaps maybe being more uh, acclimated towards protection uh females being more acclimated towards uh you know keeping the children safe and and you know those sorts of I things mean, uh, there's an argument to be made for that but on the other hand obviously not everyone fits into those stereotypes I would- would agree that not everyone fits into it and i would also like say you. that forcing it sure i yeah. guess uh forcing it on your children that is wrong like if your kid doesn't want to play with barbies and they want to play with legos instead the like i would say that saying no no you know i think mm. like maybe with boys dads who maybe are homophobic or don't want their son to be gay i can kind of see this happening with them like no no don't play with the barbie here's this manly thing mm-hmm But to suggest that some gender identity, like, generally doesn't exist naturally, I think is is just wrong. I don't know if you remember, if you ever heard of that awful case where the baby, the John Joan thing, where the baby's um, penis was basically uh, burned off or frozen off or something during a bad circumcision and oh so, did you hear? No. Do you know about this? This is a very. It's either called John Joan, I think, is what they call it. But what happened is they were twins, and they were both boys. And one of the circumcisions went wrong, and the penis came off. So at, this oh was gosh. at John Hopkins. They decided that uh, they were going to make the boy into a girl oh. because they could more easily construct a vagina than they could a penis. And so when the girl, when they tried to force this little boy to be a girl, they played they and dresses. They put her in dresses, they bought her girly clothes, Mm -hmm. um, and they really tried to force it. And this boy was absolutely miserable and tried to kill himself because he said that he, like, I mean, he naturally would want to, like, do boy things. And he thought something was really wrong with him. He got harassed in school a Mm. lot because people could just tell that things weren't right. And, I mean, they gave him hormones and stuff, so he started going breasts. So he looked like a girl and had a girl name and always thought that it was a girl, but it wasn't. And when he tried to kill himself, the parents came out and said, oh, you know, and told him what happened. And now he is a grown man and he has a penis. He went and got surgery and wow. got it all fixed. But he was very aware of the fact that something was not right. He did not feel like a girl. So to me, that becomes blatantly obvious that at least some right. people, you know what I mean? Some amount of gender is built into you. And that's not the case with everybody. So let the child discover for himself yes that's that's the way i feel about it makes the most sense to me 855-450 free hey and since you mentioned uh, gay people there's news about gay parenting out. yes i actually heard about this i have a friend who is um like a teacher and she had to take some early childhood classes and she told me a few weeks ago that in the class they taught her there they were teaching them like that gay parents were better than straight parents in a lot now, of cases what does that mean that's quite the claim. It is quite the claim. And the article of this is Gay Parents Better Than Straight Parents? What Research Suggests. Hmm. So from where? where it's it from, from the Huffington Post. Okay.
But I thought it was interesting because I haven't heard, I, I had heard of this kind of recently, this claim that's being mm-hmm. made sort of. Uh, gay marriage, especially gay parenting, has been in the crosshairs in recent days. On January 6th, Republican presidential hopeful Rick Santorum told a New Hampshire audience that children are better off with a father in prison than being raised in a home with lesbian parents and no father at all. What a horrible man. Yes. I find this man to be completely despicable. Yeah. It, any, <laughs> uh, you know, I don't want to get off topic, but like I've seen a lot of people commenting on the South Carolina results for Ron Paul yeah. and Santorum did better than Ron Paul. And like, right. really, really? Everyone did better than Ron Paul in South Carolina. I know. I know. He knew he wasn't going to do good. But anyway, not to get off topic. Um, So last Monday... Oh, wait a minute. Before... Let's get off topic because we can come back to this here in a moment. But on the Santorum thing... Were you weren't you critiquing me and some of the other activists for uh, for getting up in his face no. recently? No, no, okay. I never said that. So would you support that then? Like you know, causing trouble at a Santorum event? Sure. Okay, just checking on that because we did we had a lot of fun over at uh, the Rick Santorum event. And if you want, you can see that. Just go to uh, freekeen dot com and look for I think it's Freekeen owns Santorum. If you don't if you don't appreciate Rick Santorum, then uh, you will certainly appreciate. The, uh, if the you are a did. political, if you're a politician, especially on the national level, and you're a scumbag like this guy, I. Uh, so you have no problem with us disrupting his campaign event? Maybe it wasn't the most respectful thing to do, but I personally, it doesn't bother me. Right. It certainly was not the most respectful thing to do. Some people were, were pretty upset that, you know, we got in the way of them trying to hear what this bigot, uh, this hate monger had to say. And we ended up making national news because of it as well, with uh, Derek J making it onto the uh, the Associated Press video of the event. So it, it ended up being pretty good. Cool. Oh, go ahead. So anyway, back to the gay thing. Uh, last Monday, Pope Benedict called gay marriage a threat to the future of humanity itself, <laughs> citing the need for children to have heterosexual homes. But research on families headed by gays and lesbians doesn't back up these dire assertions. In fact, in some ways, gay parents may bring talents to the table that straight parents don't. Hmm. Okay. Gay parents tend to be more motivated, more committed than heterosexual parents on average because they choose to be parents. Every time. Every time. I really, really love that. I mean, anyone can pop out a kid, and I would love and to know do, accidentally. the percentage of Oops. children that are accidental. You were one, I right? was one, and I'm pretty sure my brother was one, too. We'll come back with more here at 855-453, because there's more information there on uh, gay parents versus straight parents. And I think that's a really uh, prescient point to make there, that every gay couple that has a kid made the explicit choice to do that. And that, that means something. That's worth something. 855-453. It's not to say there, can, there aren't good straight parents, but there are plenty of them that were accidents and they just you know don't do as good a job as they could. Hour three. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. Talk Live, toll-free number, 855-453. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and you can bring up whatever you'd like. That's the point of the program. That's why we call it Free Talk Live. You're free to call in, talk about anything, and the show's live seven nights per week. 
once again, 855-453. Go to freetalklive.com, get interactive there, and get uh, you can post different things to the website. You find something online that you think is interesting, you submit it as show prep, and then others vote as to whether or not they like or dislike it. The most liked will make it to the front page in the top of the site. Many more people will see whatever it is you think is interesting. Go to freetalklive.com and get involved. So we've been talking about uh, gay parents and maybe some, for some people at least, surprising statistics or a study uh, with some interesting information about why gay parents are different, in some ways better, than uh, straight parents. And the first point you made here, and this is from Huffington Post? Yes. The first point you made is very interesting in that uh, gay people always, you know, 100% of the time for the most part, are deciding to have children. Right. And so just simply the fact that someone would intend to have children automatically makes them more likely to be better parents as opposed to, say, to straight people that happen to hook up one night and one of them got knocked up and then all of a sudden they've got a kid. Well, I mentioned before the break that I was curious as to how many people had like how many pregnancies were accidental and they actually give the statistic here. So I'm pretty excited about oh, wow. that. Wow. But um, I think it's also important to point out that, um, you know, not that, not to ever, like gay people, gay parents kind of have something to prove, right? Like they're, they're being more studied, more criticized as parents. So in addition to getting to choose or always having to choose to be parents, they're also like maybe trying harder because so? they're under more, under more uh, criticism. Could be. That's just an observation, but... Anyway, uh, so gay parents tend to be more motivated, more committed than heteros- or heterosexual parents on average because they choose to be parents, says Addie Goldberg, a, a psychologist at Clark University in Massachusetts who researches gay and lesbian parenting. Gays and lesbians rarely become parents by accident compared to almost 50% wow. accidental pregnancy rate among heterosexuals. That translates to a greater commitment on average and more involvement. And while research indicates that kids of gay parents show few differences in achievement, mental health, social functioning, and other measures, these kids may have the advantage uh, may have the advantage of open mindedness, tolerance, and role models for equitable relationships, according to some research. Not only that, but gays and lesbians are likely to provide homes for difficult to place children in foster systems. Studies show. Mm. Of course, this isn't to say hetero. Parents can't do have the same qualities to the table. Gay adoption recently caused controversy in Illinois where Catholic Charity Adoption Services decided in November to cease offering services because the state refused funding unless the groups agreed not to discriminate against gays and lesbians. Rather than comply, Catholic Charities closed up shop. <laughs> that seems, I mean, how much hate do you have to have to say Like, I mean, because you would think that if you're in the business of getting children adopted, that you would have your heart in the right place, right? Like, it's for the children. Well, they believe gays are evil. And uh, what was it the Pope said? That the gays were going to be contributing to the downfall of the entire world or something like that? Yeah, they were like the worst thing ever for the human race. Right. So if that's what you believe about gay people, then clearly you wouldn't want those gays to get their hands on children. Because okay. there's a lot of people that believe that, uh, you know, if you're a gay man, that you're a pedophile. And, of course, there's no reason for this. It's just that there's certain propaganda out there. And there's just all kinds of misinformation and myths uh, out there about gay people. And so they've just 
they, you know, they're they're bigots. <laughs> what can you do about those people? You certainly shouldn't be forcing you know, bigots to. Uh, you know, what was it? What was it? The government was trying to do to them. The government was saying that they. Oh well, actually, you know, I can't really say that I disagree with this. The state wouldn't fund them unless they didn't discriminate. I see. So it wasn't that they couldn't be in business; it's right. that they weren't going to give them money, which is that actually pretty honorable for the state. Not that the state is honorable, but I mean, usually they're not that. It could be worse. They're at least yeah. cutting funding, which normally I it's not something they do. So, yeah. Um, Catholic opposition aside, research suggests that gays and lesbian parents are actually a powerful resource for kids in need of adoption. According to Mm. 2007 report by the Williams Institute and the Urban Institute, 65,000 kids were living with adoptive gay parents between 2000 and 2002, with another 14,000 in foster homes headed by gays and lesbians. There are currently more than 100,000 kids in foster care in the United States. See, is that it? I'm surprised it's not more than that. Yeah. 100,000? More than it says, so it doesn't give right. the total number. But to me, like, I just can't get behind, like, there's way too many kids that need homes, loving homes, yeah. for us to be picky about who their parents are, what kind of sex they have, basically. Right. Well, I mean, these people that uh, that are discrim- discriminating or bigoted against uh, gay people would rather have these kids rotting in an adoption and or an how orphanage. Many, I would like to know how many kids, if you feel like that out there, if you're listening and you feel like this is wrong, how many kids have you adopted? That's what I want to know. Yeah, good question. You know, I was talking on uh, online recently, I think it was Facebook, and the topic of kids came up and, and somebody was very happy to have found out that he was not going to be a father. And I said, that's great news because he had said it was great news and everyone was wondering what it was. And he he revealed that he had found out that he wasn't going to be a father, and that was the great news. And I agreed with that, and I said, yeah, that's why I'm glad I have a vasectomy, because I don't have to worry about getting that good news, and I don't have to worry about getting the bad news either. Uh, and somebody came back and said, well, yeah, but you'd be a great parent, you know, which, of course, is what a lot of people say. So that means you should be. And so the, then I said, well, you know, if I want to, I can always adopt. If I decide I want to be a parent down the line, I can always make that choice and I can adopt. And the response was, yeah, but then the kid won't look like you. Okay. I can't believe that people would – really? People come from that perspective? You want to have a kid so you can have one that looks like you? Yeah, it's weird. I don't get it either. It's, it really kind of creeped me out. I mean, <laughs> what? I think that's really important that to motivation? a lot of people. That's your motivation? You want to have a little you running around? No thanks. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, it's like like parents, a lot of parents will like re- want to relive their lives through mm-hmm. you. So maybe that's where that's, that's coming so. from. Yeah. But you it was know? the first time I'd ever heard that just thrown out there so blatantly. Yeah. That's creepy. Yeah, it, creeped me, it creeped me out. So, to continue on, an October 2011 report by Evan Donaldson Adoption Institute found that of gay and lesbian adoptions at more than 300 agencies, 10% of the kids kids placed were older than six, typically a difficult age to adopt out. About 25% were older than three, 60% of gays and lesbians adopted across races, Mm. which is important given that minority children in foster homes tend to linger. More than half of the kids adopted by gays and lesbians had special needs. So basically what they're saying is gays and lesbians are much more compassionate with their adopting. Like they don't care if it looks like them, basically. Much more willing to accept someone who's different. 
The report uh, didn't compare the adoption. Not surprised. I'm not surprised. No, I'm not either. The report didn't compare the adoption preferences of gay couples directly with those of heterosexual couples, said author David Brodzinski, research director at the Institute and co-editor of Adoption by Gays and Lesbian, A New Dimension Family Diversity. But research suggests that gays and lesbians are more likely than heterosexuals to adopt older, special needs, and minority children, he said. Part of that could be their own preferences, and part of it could be because discrimination by adoption agencies that puts more difficult children with what caseworkers see as less desirable parents. That's really sad. Interesting. No matter how you slice it, Brodzinski said... Gays and lesbians are highly interested in adoption as a group. The 2007 report on the Urban Institute also found that more than half of gay men and 41% of lesbians in the U.S. would like to adopt. Mm. That adds up to an estimated 2 million gay people who are interested in adoption. But how many can't? How many of those 2 million are just being prohibited from it? Um, I'm not sure if it goes on to say that. I bet it's a fair amount. I'm sure like it is. like you said, a lot of them are run by the Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. 855-453, the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up whatever's on your mind to control of the airwaves. 1-855-453. This is Free Talk Live. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous Super Tuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your Super Tuck at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Again, that's CrossbreedHolsters.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want and dial in toll-free at 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that we give you there. Once again, freetalklive.com. Oh, and those features include archives, so if you've missed a moment of the show, it's no problem. You just go click and download and get as many of them as you want all the way back to late 2006. Free! At freetalklive.com. Now, if you've ever been the victim of injustice and decided to do nothing about it because attorneys are too darn expensive, I can understand. I happen to agree. I think attorneys are way too expensive. In fact, you could also go at it yourself, but doing it yourself can be confusing and frustrating, and that's why people hire attorneys because they don't want to deal with it. There is a middle road. It's where you learn something about the court system through Jurisdictionary.com. It's for the people that don't have attorneys, and it arms you with information on how to use the court's rules. And until you know their rules, you're fighting in the dark. It works for plaintiffs or defendants in civil or criminal matters in state or federal courts. And it costs less than an hour with any good attorney. It's a four-CD course, and it's so easy the average eighth grader can learn it in a weekend. Go to Jurisdictionary.com, get their free tools like their free legal flow chart, weekly tips and tactics newsletters, legal dictionary, and free videos. And then, of course, you can buy the course over at Jurisdictionary.com. Use their pull-down menu when you check out and let them know you heard about it on Free Talk Live. Jurisdictionary.com. All right, so 855-450-FREE. Your comments are certainly welcome. We're talking about gay parents and how they're different and in some ways, arguably, maybe better than straight couples in general, overall, on average. 
not to say that you know gay couples are always better than straight couples. That's no. certainly not the point that's being made here. But there is a lot of fear out there surrounding gay people being able to adopt children. And, of course, a lot of that fear comes from organized religion, like the Catholic Church, that actively propagates this particular brand of fear-mongering. And not from any sort of logical uh, thought process, not from any sort of evidence-based reality. Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. Right, based on cliches, based on uh, myth, and based on lies, and, and fear, bigotry, and, and fear. So... We're trying to dispel some of that here, Julia, and you have a piece from the Huffington Post, and it's fairly lengthy, but there's more from which uh, that you'd like to share. Right. Well, we talked about some of the things that, um, you, you know, like were better supposedly or not supposedly, but were on average a little better than um straight parents and that was that uh it seems that gay parents are a more committed and b much more willing to adopt uh minorities special needs kids which is so honorable i like i really like that i might i get a warm and fuzzy in my mm-hmm. heart when i think about this um so the article now goes on to talk about whether or not they're good parents because i think some people would say okay well that's all well and good they like to adopt kids but how do the kids turn out right mm. Research has shown that the kids of same-sex couples, both adopted and biological, fare no worse than the kids of straight couples on mental health, social functioning, school performance, and a variety of other life success measures. In a 2000... 2010 review of virtually every study on gay parenting, New York University sociologist Judith Stacy and the University of Southern California sociologist Tim Babbitt found that no differences between children raised in homes of two heterosexual parents and children raised with lesbian parents. There is no doubt whatsoever from the research that children with two lesbian parents are growing up to be just as well adjusted and successful as children with male and female parents. There is very little uh, research on the children of gay men, so Stacy and Bibar couldn't draw conclusions on these families, but Stacy suspects that gay men will be the best parents on average. That is a speculation, she said. But if lesbian parents have to really plan a child, it's even harder for gay men. Those who decide to do it are are thus likely to be extremely committed. Hmm. Gay men may also experience fewer parenting conflicts, she added. Most lesbians use donor sperm to have a child, so one mother is biological and the other is not, which could create conflict because one mother may feel closer to the kid. With gay men, you don't have that factor. Neither of them gets pregnant. Neither of them breast breastfeeds, so you don't have that asymmetry built into the relationship. Well, they could still hire a surrogate mom. They could, but I guess it's not that probably common. Probably not common. Like I think what there's it's probably more likely that a woman would want to have their own child. You know what I mean? Yeah. That seems a lot more likely. Two heterosexual parents of the same educational background, class, race, and religion are more like each other in the way that they parent than in the way that they parent is one is like all other women and one like all other men. I think I said that sentence wrong. Uh, I don't know. Move on. (laughs) Yes. Moving on. So nurturing tolerance. In fact, the only consistent places you find difference between how kids of gay parents and kids of straight parents turn out are in issues of tolerance and open-mindedness, according Mm. to Goldberg. Um, he conducted an in-depth interview with 46 adults with at least one gay parent, 20, 
28 of them spontaneously offered that they felt more open-minded and more empathetic than people not raised in their situation. Spontaneous, meaning they weren't asked a question about that. It was just something that they came up with. Yeah. These individuals felt like their perspectives on family, on gender, on sexuality have largely been enhanced by growing up with gay parents. Mm. One 33-year-old man with a lesbian mother told Goldberg... I feel like well, we I'm, can't have that. We just can't have kids being more tolerant. I feel like I'm more open, more well-rounded, uh, having been raised in a non-traditional family, and I think that those who know me would agree. My mom opened me up to a positive impact of differences in people. Children of gay parents also reported feeling less. Uh, st- st- I've never seen this word. Stimmied. S- yes. Like, S-T-Y-M-I-D. Yes. Stymied. Uh, by by gender stereotypes than they would have if they were raised in straight households. That's likely because gays and lesbians tend to be more, uh, another word, I, I went to government school, so I guess I'm, I'm not, not so What's smart. Egalitarian? Egalitarian. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Enlighten oh, me. God, I don't know what the definition is. Like, I know the word, but. <laughs> okay. Well, egalitarian relationships than straight couples, they're also less you. wedded to be rigid about gender stereotypes egalitarian asserting resulting from or characterized by belief in the equality of all people especially in political economic and social life yeah let's see you learn something new every day on free talk Live. yes i do learn something new and stymied is to usually to be confused i think really right? yeah. i i feel stupid for being on the radio and not knowing what those words mean but you were stymied by the word stymied i was if same-sex marriage does disadvantage kids in any way, it has nothing to do with their parents' gender and everything to do with society's reaction towards the family. That's that sad to me because I was thinking. Run that by me one more time. Um, uh, if if it disadvantages kids in any way, it has nothing to do with their parents' gender and everything to do with society's reaction towards the family. That is being a, a, right. a child in a gay household. Because I feel like my experience with public school was awful. Yeah, and I most people and I feel like it would probably be worse for a kid with a gay parent. For but sure. that's not to say that it matters. I mean, I think I'm a better person because of my high school experience, which was that I got kicked out and stopped going. Right. Thank so, goodness. So I don't I don't necessarily view it as a bad thing, but that's not to say that it's not hard growing right. up. Right. It's bad when it's happening. Yes. You're looking at it in retrospect. Right, exactly. Saying, it made well, me a stronger grew, person. Right, you grew from the experience. And uh, 855-450-FREE. Stymie to hinder, to block, to thwart. A situation, it's also a noun, uh, stymie. A situation or problem presenting such difficulties as to discourage or defeat any attempt to deal with or resolve it. More coming up, 855-450. Americans are losing their wealth. People are rioting in the streets. For years, the American people have ignored the assaults on our liberty. The book in plain sight, The Disregarded Truth, not only reveals the truth and the deceptive tactics that have caused the decline of our liberty, but also identifies and explains how we, the American people, can restart what was once a free America. It's time to wake up, protect our liberty, and return the government back to its proper role. It's time to know the truth. Order in plain sight. The Disregarded Truth today at Amazon.com. is Free Talk Live. Bring up whatever you want. Toll-free number 855-453. The SACL CAI toll-free line 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. 
And if you've got a mobile phone, a smartphone, you can visit our mobile site, m.freetalklive.com. Now, of course, most smart smartphones these days, you don't have to go to the mobile site. Like, uh, you can go to the full site if you want to. But if you want quick access to the live streams and the podcast, that's the way to do it. M as in mobile.freetalklive.com. And another great website to check out, audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. That's where you can go to get a free audiobook from Audible. They've got a huge selection of audiobooks, business, classics, fiction, erotica, new releases, history, sci-fi, and pretty much whatever else you can think of. It's a great way to get in the reading that you really want to do, but maybe you feel like you just don't have time uh, or that you just can't make the time to sit down with a book. If you're already traveling, well, you just pop an audio book on in your CD player or your USB drive. A lot of of the car stereos these days have USB drives on them, so you can just pop this audio book, these MP3s, on the USB drive and plug it in your car and you're good to go. Audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. You can go and download a free audio book. It is so simple and their system's great. Audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. Let's go to Dave listening in Ithaca to WNYY. Dave, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Julia. Hey, Ian. Hey, Dave. You're on with uh, Ian and Julia. Julia. What's on your mind tonight? I believe Julia was on last Monday, and a conversation came up about something about uh, hippies or something, and I didn't catch the whole comment. I think it was about my food preferences. Food preferences? Yeah, I was talking about how I like hippie food, some hippie food, but I don't like to shop with the hippies. (laughs) I don't like to shop with hippies. Yes. I was thinking about moving out there, but I'm contemplating it now because I didn't realize there was sensitivity to hippies there. I am kidding. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you take it back now, do well, you? Well, I'm saying it in a funny way. <laughs> like, I don't care what you do or what you're like. I just, actually, I, I feel very... Um, hearing a hint of that in the, in the conversation tonight, actually, when it comes to uh, the topic... That we're uh, t- that you guys are talking about. What are you What are you hearing a hint of? The same thing going on in this conversation this evening. When they, you know, that there's a little bit of a little uh, twist there. May I ask how old you are? Me, yeah. twenty seven. I don't know if I understand what you're what you're saying. Like, what twist are you suggesting here? No, in the same kind of feeling that I'm getting from the last time the conversation that was was said uh, last week was something to do with not particularly liking hippies. And you were having a conversation with a guy that was talking about uh, possibly moving there and then changing his mind, I believe. No, 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 no. The hippie conversation was because we were talking about Amazon.com. Ian asked me if I ordered food from there recently, and I said, yeah, because I like to buy some hippie foods, but I don't feel comfortable in the hippie store. That's the oh, that was the hippie conversation. But that doesn't mean you don't like hippies. I don't care for like about hippies. I just the <laughs> well, envi- the natural food environment store. I don't feel comfortable. Julia's I feel very out anti-social. Of place. She's very antisocial. <laughs> she doesn't know how to actually like go out. And that food is not shop. true. Oh. I love to go grocery shopping. He's making no. He's wrong. And I'm 27, by the way. Okay. Well, I I just was kind of curious because it seemed a little bit limited when you're trying to promote um, a free. Movement in a sense, right? I don't. I don't have a hippie. Julia, move quit on driving up. people. Quit driving people away from this move movement. Move on up, hippies. I, I guess I'll just chalk me up to one of the guys that might not move out there. Well, I don't think you should judge uh, any kind of a movement based on what one person says or does. Uh, right. If you're, if you were honestly considering, maybe you're just joking, and I hope you I, are. I agree. I agree completely. But, I listen to you guys all the time, and I'm, 
I'm not planning on moving. I live far enough north already. Oh, my goodness. Well, I mean, if you love freedom and you love liberty, then uh, there's no reason not to move a little bit east and come to uh, New Hampshire. You're in Ithaca, uh, New York. And right. I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't want to stay in New York. You're actually originally from there, Julia, not Ithaca, but, uh, but yeah, from Long Island. And um, now that, ex- well, that might explain it then. <laughs> I was only there for six years. I grew yeah, up in. No uh, there, huh? I grew up in um, Idaho and Florida. I can tell you there was uh, this one guy named actually who was named Dave Thunder Dave uh, from Louisiana who came up here to visit a couple of years ago, and he was like hippie to the max. He had like a tie dye T shirt on. He had long hair, and he was just one of the coolest guys uh, that I think I've, I've met. So I have I have no issue with hippies. I've known hey, a number yeah, of them. I've just. In my time, and I could, I could, like, I don't know. What do you? How do you define hippie anyway? I've been trying to figure that out for a long time. I don't know. Like, if it's somebody who's cool with getting high and uh, is open minded, then I would qualify as uh, as a hippie. Well, well, then we're then yeah, a whole bunch of people could be hippies. Yeah, exactly, (laughs) exactly. So I think that uh, you know the Free State Project is a movement where you'll find everything from hippies to total squares. And sure. Julia is in and between. And hippie somewhere. haters like me. <laughs> and, and her, and her in between. I get it. Very good, Dave. Anything else All on right, your mind tonight? I think. Thanks. Fine. Thanks for the call. Appreciate hearing from you. Eight five five four fifty free. It's just that I don't feel like I fit in. You know what I mean? Like when you yes, go, you don't want to admit that no. you're slowly becoming a hippie. <laughs> Granola if eating. If you go to one of these, like okay, let's say there was a whole food around here. I'm not a vegetarian. Not quite. No. Uh, if, if there was like a whole foods around here, right, that's like a supermarket size natural store. That's like a, and it's a big chain. Right. And you still wouldn't feel comfortable there. I would feel comfortable in a whole foods. Why? Because it's bigger. Like there's. You feel more anonymous in a larger store. Is that the idea? Look, here's what I know. There's one natural food store here in Keene. It is small. It is teeny. And when I go in there, I am surrounded by people with dreadlocks. I feel really out of place. I don't feel like I can properly shop because i feel like there's people all around i just don't like it it's not a pleasant shopping experience for me that's so the all. store is just too popular for your for your liking there's too many people in there there's too many saying. hippies no. too many people that, <laughs> no. uh, i just it's just not a pleasant shopping experience i don't feel like i fit not because in they're not nice no 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 they're plenty nice no. you just don't want that you don't want them to know you as a customer is that it i don't care about the people that work there really it's the cu- it's the other customers that yeah they're you. just it's too small like it's but not even it's not even necessarily hippies? the hippies it's the store itself it's too small mm-hmm. first of all you're it's running very, into too many hippies every- very overpriced yes there's just hippies everywhere too many hippies per per minute <laughs> per square mile you, yeah, right you- per square inch there's too many hippies but <laughs> it's thing. small it's overpriced. And that's why I order from Amazon.com. They're all overpriced, though. I mean, no, all the but this one's Whole way foods. more overpriced. Are you telling me that way. they're more than like a Whole Foods would be? Way, way. Okay. I've been to the Whole Foods before, so, and it was I was shocked at how expensive oh, it was. Oh, Whole Foods is expensive too, but um, there's a co-op in uh, Brattleboro, and mm-hmm. that place is pretty hippieish too. But I'm, it's not as bad as the one here. And actually, they're building a co-op here, and I'm very excited because it's going to be this brand the one where new. They took taxpayer dollars. To- I don't know. Yeah, I, I hope not. But either way, I'm excited because it's going to be brand new and clean. The one in Brattleboro is pretty old and grungy looking. That kind yeah. of bugs me. But um, they have stuff in bulk there, and it's so much cheaper than it is. Mm. Like, I, I eat oats for breakfast, right? That's what I like to eat yeah. for breakfast during the week. And 
I can find oats in the bulk section at the co-op in Brattleboro for 10 cents a serving. And it's cheaper than anything I can get at the cheapest grocery stores here. You so need it to start, depends. You need to start appreciating hippies more. <laughs> we need to have a hippie appreciation day for you. Where I face my fear and I'm just surrounded by yes, hippies. Yes, you should come out to Occupy Keen or something <laughs> no, like that. No, I'm all set. You'll, well, but you're doing a blog. You're making a food blog, and you're going to have them blog. You know, you want them to come to your website, right? I mean, you don't want to scare them away. Okay. Right? So you've got to be able to relate to, to the hippies. <laughs> I can probably relate on many cooking <laughs> issues, but... You've done lots of drugs in the past, and you, now true. you're cooking. And I so don't you, hate hippies. It's okay. kind of a joke. That's it's good. just I don't like that store. Well, I'm glad to, I'm glad I don't to like hear the environment. Kind of There's aspects of the hippies' culture that I don't like. I'm glad to hear it's kind of a joke because you scared Dave, and you know you didn't know <laughs> that you were you didn't know that you were scaring D- Dave. No, I didn't. When you were talking about that, so now it's all out in the clear. We're okay. 855-450-FREE. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. Hey, speaking of uh, kind of hippie things, or maybe hipster is more accurate, Starbucks is uh, going to be... Uh, maybe Starbucks isn't hipster anymore. It's just probably too mainstream. Yes, way too mainstream. But uh, Starbucks is going to be adding alcohol to their menu. Can you believe that? 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Take control in the remaining moments of Free Talk Live. If you want to move to the free state and you're looking for some real estate, well, I know a guy who's really great. It's the Porcupine Realtor. Do you want a home with 20 acres, a lakeside cabin, any takers for renters, buyers, and sellers, too? Mark Warden is the guy for you. PorcupineRealtor.com This is Free Talk Live, and you can dial in toll-free, 855-453. Say CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com, and we give you the features on the site. So enjoy them. And some of those features include our webcam. Go watch, listen, and interact over at cam.freetalklive.com. That's cam.freetalklive.com. The, I say interact because the chat room is built into the cam page. And when you're in a chat room, you don't know what the other people in the chat room look like, so you'll never be able to tell if there are any hippies in there, Julia. Chat room. Yes. At cam.freetalklive.com. I don't hate hippies. I know you don't. Okay, we just need to start. It's just not my scene. I think it's a better way to word it. There you go. If you are a hippie and you are nice and you talk to me and I like you as a person, I'm not going to be like, oh, you're a hippie. I'm not talking to you. You just don't want to buy any patchouli. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But you don't have it. You don't have a problem like sharing a joint with a hippie. No. No. No, no. All right. So uh, 855-450-FREE. By the way, you know, good study in contrast to the, the, the variety in the movement here, because uh, Dave was talking about how, may, you know, maybe he won't come to New Hampshire. Because I hate hippies. He was just joking about I that. Know. though. Uh, but, but the, you know, it's, it is interesting to look at the kind of people that are in this movement, and it is a wide-cutting movement. I mean, there are, like, the squares. You know, there are the people that are just the, uh, you know, well-dressed church going kind of people and then there are the you know the guys that are going to pull out the bongo drums at the you know for the drum circle in the in the middle of the hotel lobby at the liberty forum were you there the year of the drum circle drum yes. circle yeah you roll your eyes as you say that drums uh, yeah you're not a fan i of don't the drums. like it if it's not electronic <laughs> i'm biased i don't like 
that kind of music. <laughs> so, um, but that doesn't mean that you don't like the people that are playing the drums, right? No, I'm fine with the people that are playing the drums. Yeah, so there's different there's different people that are in this movement. Uh, so there's like some people living out in this this place called the Domes, which is more of like a like a communal living kind of uh, place. I think I don't I never lived there. I don't want to live there. And then there no. are, are people that are you know living in more kind of family uh, setups. And then there are single people and couples. There's a variety of folks. The one thing that unites us is that we all believe in liberty. Meaning that uh, the people that are the squares believe that the people with the bongo drums should be free to have their bongo drums. And the people with the bongo drums believe that the people who are square should be free to have their square family lives. And everybody's cool with that. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you want to join us at the Liberty Forum, it's coming up, freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum to learn more. But we already told you about that earlier. Uh, so 855-450-FREE. Starbucks expanding out to wine and beer. That seems very out of place for me. Does like, it? I, I, it just seems weird. I don't know. Starbucks kind of has this rep as a, you know, more of an upper crust kind of hoity-toity coffee shop, right? No? I guess. I I love Starbucks. They got a peppermint mocha that, man. Well, you like wine too, don't you? Sure, but I don't know if I want to go to Starbucks to, to have it. a wine. You know what I mean? I think it's that environment because there's two, well, I don't even like bars. I was going to mm-hmm. say there's two places I like to drink and one would be a bar and one would be a restaurant. And mm-hmm. it's pretty much only restaurant. The Keen bar scene is is awful and I I hate it more than I hate hippies. I don't get it. There's a lot of bars in Keen. I'm talking about the the bar scene in Keen is like the college kids, you know, yeah. Thursday night at the railroad. Wobble at the cobble. No? Isn't it like that everywhere? Aren't bars like that everywhere? Uh, Don't bars attract college kids and yeah, young people? Yeah, but there's, they're like, no, it's would just you rather different go to here. A, would you rather go to a honky-tonk bar? I mean, what, I have been what kind to of bar plenty of bars in the to? United States, a classy bar, okay. and there just isn't one in Keene. Vendetta's the closest, <laughs> but bars are too expensive and the atmosphere isn't, just isn't my thing. Uh, but I love to drink at restaurants. I see. But I like to drink with food. Mm. And I know you, you're going to bring up maybe that Starbucks is getting some food. But Apparently not, they are. not real food. Like if I'm going to eat, I want a you glass a of wine with like, not, it doesn't have to be meat, but it's like a good, like meat. a real. A oh, I thought you said yeah. meat. I yeah. was like, no, just <laughs> a meal. You know what I mean? Not like yeah. a pizza and beer at Starbucks. That just doesn't seem like a good atmosphere to me. Well, the company, according to the Associated Press, uh, has said that it's going to start selling wine, beer, and premium foods like small plates and hot flatbread sandwiches at four to six stores in Atlanta and another four to six in Southern California by the end of the year. Now, how they're going to prepare this food, I don't know. There's not a whole lot of room back there. Uh, I I wonder if it's going to, because I don't know how they prepare their stuff now, but have you ever had a Starbucks like muffin or something? No, it just comes right in off a truck, right? Disgusting. Disgusting. Starbucks food is not good. Yeah, I, I'm maybe it's I've had stale. One. It's old. It's like I've never had a pleasant experience with any sort of Starbucks treat. So when they like, they're good at coffee. Stick to coffee. Yeah. I don't know about this food business. I don't. Uh, it doesn't now, sound good to me. Starbucks uh, certainly overexpanded in the past. Remember, there was news about them shutting yeah, down shut like down 400 a lot of stores. stores or something like that. So clearly, they got too big for their britches. Uh, it was the you know the the good times of the good economy, and they overexpanded, and then they had to shut down. 
So maybe they're getting too diversified here. Maybe this is another mistake on their part. I, I think it is, but that's just my speculation. Uh, but apparently they are going to be doing this at four to six stores in Atlanta, another four to six in Southern California by the end of 2012. So it's going to be a slow build. However, they are saying that uh, they have already tested the wine and beer concept at a store in Seattle. Uh, and also it's serving beer and wine at five stores in Seattle and one in Portland, Oregon. They haven't released numbers on whether the new drinks have increased traffic, but says the change has been popular with customers. Wine and beer lists will differ by region, and the coffee giant says the alcoholic offerings, which won't be available until the afternoon, will help it attract evening customers and expand its appeal to community groups and book clubs looking for space to meet. Because I guess not everybody wants to get a coffee buzz going on after 6 o'clock at night. Yeah, coffee. I guess it depends who you are, because I can drink coffee right before bed and pass out. one eight five five four five zero three seven three three. You can, of course, uh, bring up whatever it is I would be that's on your mind. I would be very interested to see what brand of beers they're serving. It's got to be bottled beer, right? Not draft? Like I the- don't know. I d- well, did they? I guess it did say wine and beer. Hmm. Good question. I guess we'll find out as uh, as time goes on. It's kind of it's just kind of interesting to see a you know a big chain like that going in a completely different direction. You know, I guess the you know the one drug wasn't enough. Caffeine. Now they want to you know deal. I mean, essentially, Starbucks is a drug dealer if you think about it. That's really what they're. What's, oh, they, what they sell do. good drugs too. Yeah, and I remember last time I heard that they had like a discount drug offer where if you buy a cup of coffee in the morning, they give you a coupon for like half off another cup later on to try to bring you back later on during the day. Makes sense. Yeah, I mean, you know, if that's your thing, then by all means, uh, go for it. But it's also, you know, big. Uh, you know, getting a beer and wine license is something well. That was my thought. Is with. for a for a chain that large who's never dealt with that to like legally. There's a lot of a lot a of hoops. lot of hoops that you have to jump through to get a beer and wine license. So that's interesting. I know I wouldn't want to have to deal with that crap. No, no. I mean, everything I've ever heard about. You can sell a cup of coffee to anybody. I mean, a kid walks through the front door, you can sell an eight-year-old a cup of coffee, and nobody's going to think twice about it. But you bring beer and wine into your business, and all of a sudden, then you've got to deal with possible sting operations. You've got to train all the employees to ID the customers, and it's a whole different I wonder game. if uh, children will be allowed in there, because I know that a lot of state. it depends on the state, I think, but a lot of places have like weird laws about whether or not children can be in a... Good point. Yeah, I just heard the other day that I uh, was talking with some folks. We were, we were talking about how one of the bars here, you can just walk right in and there's no bouncer or anything like that, at least at a certain time during the day or you know, during the afternoon hours. There's no one checking anything at the door. There's just one bartender and that's it. And somebody made the comment that in Philly, it's not like that at any bar and in a lot of cities apparently. like There's a bouncer at the door of every single bar that's checking ID. No, no, There's no exception to it. And it was one of those moments where I just, you know, I, I it was one of those moments where it's like, wow, you know, things really are different around here uh, in New Hampshire. There's just some things that it's that New Hampshire is better about. I mean, we've got our problems, no doubt. New Hampshire has a severe set of problems because it's not the free state yet. But it's nice to be able to walk into a bar without having to be checked for ID right out the gate. Seems like a club, you know what I mean, to have to be ID'd at the outside. I've never... I've never been to a bar where I've had to be ID'd in the outside. I don't think so. Well, I mean, as soon as you walk in, I don't know if the I don't know if no, the but I've outside. never I've never been I've only been to bars where I get ID'd at the bar. Huh? When I order a drink, even in big cities. Yeah. 
Okay, because the guy I knew from Phillies was like every, I'm, every I believe him. I yeah. you know what I mean. I'm sure that's the case, and it might be a Philadelphia like city that's law what I mean. yeah, or city a laws. state law, but um, I just haven't come across that. So I'm not a bar go. You know what I mean? Right. It's not like I'm a seasoned bar hopper. But, but you're right, though. I mean, these are the things that Starbucks would have to deal with. I mean, as a chain, having to deal with all of the different individual regulations in each in each area just to sell a few glasses of wine, it would really have to be worthwhile. Like you'd really have to sell a fair amount of product in order for it to pay off. So we'll see what happens. Very interesting. I suppose. So tomorrow night you can join us, uh, of course, uh, online in the meantime over at freetalklive.com. And we'll talk about a whole bunch of other stuff then. In the meantime, have a good night. freetalklive.com. DigHeadPress.com is your home for illustrated science fiction and adventure. Escape from Terra, Volume 2, continues the bold adventures of intrepid space pioneers as they find wealth, freedom, and a giant Elvis head in interplanetary space. Phoenix Crumb is where Swashbuckle meets Steampunk in this offbeat space pirate saga written by L. Neil Smith and illustrated by Scott Beezer. Both books are $14.95 each and available now at BigHeadPress.com.